Torture. Hello and welcome to Torture Jams, the only music trivia podcast where you answer questions about the songs you love to hate and hate to know. I'm your host Ryan and sitting in with me today is Katie. I'll be playing five songs for you today, all of which you've probably heard hundreds of times and can sing along to without missing a beat. But can you tell me the name of the artist and the song title? If it's on the tip of your tongue or you're pulling out your hair to search for the answer, then I've done my job. The stakes are low, the prizes aren't real, and the only question you need to answer in this quiz is as basic as I could make it and still call this a trivia show. Playing with me today is Jersey. How you doing, Jersey? Doing quite well. I'm glad to have you on the show. I'm glad that you're taking one of the themes that I didn't think anyone was willing to take. Yeah, well, no. like for real. I mean, it's a niche situation to have somebody that is willing to take on new metal. Okay, so you know, we all have we all have that phase and like, you know, like your older brother is listening to it and you 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 listen to it. Like, I don't know what to expect. I'm, I'm going to expect complete failure here. But, you know, like, <laughs> I, I really, really, really liked Deftones in high school. And I had mul- I f- multiple t-shirts for, for Deftones. I feel like out of everybody, we know that you will definitely <laughs> be the closest that we can get to this. I mean, like, growing up in the 90s and to early 2000s, I mean, all of us are... Like, well, me and Ryan are in our 30s now, and Jersey, how old are you? 28. 28. So, like, I mean, the time frame that we were alive and listening to the radio, like, we've probably heard these songs. So True. Yeah. And now I've got a question for you. Is this new metal or is this butt rock? It was very much new metal. Oh yeah, butt rock is. Butt 80s, rock's very different. Now, now, is butt rock eighty? So I thought like the thing about the butt rock is they it got its name from radio DJs who would uh, announce their shows nothing but rock. Eventually, Are you shitting me? Is that, that really that is the from? history of that term? So that's more like Def Leppard. I, I thought it was because the music was ass. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's like, nothing but like rock. Nickelback and all of it's butt rock, isn't it? They're I not mean, from the eighties. Nowadays, I mean, yeah, that would, that would probably. I still want to have the argument that Kurt Cobain is the cause of new metal. Yeah, no, like, you're right. No, you're, like, you are right. It is yeah. the voice specifically well, like, is death. Him and uh, uh, the dude from Pearl Jam. Like I just lost his name. Oh my god. Eddie Vedder. Eddie, Eddie Vedder. Vedder. Everybody in New Metal is doing their best Eddie Vedder impression. Even like it is just an impression of Eddie Vedder, but I think that like the like success of grunge in general, which was like it, they didn't want the ending in Kurt Cobain. They inspired. They inspired, the but they didn't want it no, to happen. No, none of them wanted. And it's not their fault. Happen. It's not their fault. They, it, they don't do their and best. it's very upsetting because post grunge is kind of fun. It's kind of a fun genre with a couple of bands that aren't so much fun nowadays. But there are a couple of post grunge hits that are really fun to listen to, and there's just nothing fun about new metal. Except for how nostalgic it makes me feel for 2001. <laughs> to sit in your car while your parents are driving you to school. Okay, so... Do, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I had a blast putting together this list for today. Okay, so, like, I'll, I'll give you a perspective. If this, uh, knowing the time frame of these songs, you said between 2001 and 2006. I was probably... I was born in 1992, the end of 1992. So, I was probably about um, 8 to 15. 
Yeah. During this yeah, time. Yeah, perfect time. Uh, peak, per- per- peak, peak time. Peak new metal. This is what we're looking for. We need to sell albums to these before, children. Before I, you can purchase CDs yourself, because, like, why... You oh, have I was downloading from Napster. And that's why oh, every single... Yeah. Every single new metal album had the edited version Dude, that was, was okay to buy in Walmart. Oh, I, I was on LimeWire, so I was slightly mm, uh, behind well, you, yeah. I we, guess. Well, we, we started quickly. with Napster, and then we went yeah. to Morpheus and got a ton of viruses. Yep. <laughs> And then bear share. And then I mean, same with LimeWire. Kazaa. Well. Oh, Kazaa! Oh my gosh, I forgot about Kazaa. So today's theme is chocolate starfish and the hot dog flavored torture jams. It will highlight some of rap rock's hits that didn't quite have the staying power of a Lincoln Park or a Crazy Town, but deserve to be recognized for their mediocre contributions to culture nonetheless. Jersey, are there any bands from this era that you still listen to? No. Not even the Deftones? <laughs> you said no. you love the Deftones. I, I don't even listen to Deftones anymore. And, like, you know, I try to listen. Because, like, you know, Chino Moreno, you know, he, he, like, give or take is 60 pounds heavier or lighter, depending on how much drugs he's doing. Um, and, like, you've seen him, right? I have not. He's either think... overweight or skinny as fuck. And I there's no one to I've never bothered. Uh, so... <laughs> I mean, they, they, Bettingfield's they, they released a new album, and I listened to it, and people were saying that it was good, it was classic Deftones, and I listened to it, and I'm kind of like, you know, it's not bad, but I would never want to be caught dead listening to this. Did you just hear Ryan's sick fucking joke? I loved it. I'm sorry. You're going to have to like, repeat I mean, that. I'm we're, right. I, I feel we're, bad, We're going like, right on. I think we're, we're ready for song okay, number one. Okay, okay, okay. Anyway. Song we'll number see. one. Let the bodies hit the floor. 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 Let the bodies Dude. And, you know, it's like he's, he's, he's like, trying to get anywhere. But, like, this was like, okay, so you're on, like, newgrounds.com. You're watching, like, you know, videos of, like, the Master Chief killing a bunch of people. And it's, like, their Halo deathmatch compilation. And it's got this song in it. And, you know, you really regret that you ever watched that. Song. I was telling you, most of these are going to be recognizable from video games. This is such a meme now. I love it. <laughs> uh, it's, it's come up in memes. There's a uh, like old ladies that like they play this at like uh, karaoke nights at retirement homes. <laughs> yes, that was Drowning Pool with bodies. Just bodies. Okay, okay. Just, just bodies. bodies. I'm but, gonna give it to you okay. because I think that's fair. Uh, you got the band name. Usually, that's the toughest part in this mm. game. This was probably the first new metal song I was ever introduced to back in 2001. It was played to me by my friend Matt Weathers, who lived down the street and across a short path through the woods from me. Since then, Bodies has become quite the controversial track. It was featured in a YouTube video released by convicted mass murderer Jared Lee Loeffner, and was later infamously played on repeat for 10 days straight as a form of torture for Guantanamo Bay detainees. Well, like, really? also, I mean, this is post-Columbine. How bold. Like... Post-Columbine, <laughs> pre-9-11. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, it's, it, it's still, like, after Columbine, bold place to just say, let the bodies hit the floor. I'm just saying. It was also pre-Virginia Tech and the uh, Orlando nightclub shooting. Well, I mean, so, like, I, there, we, there, I mean it's America. It's pretty a lot of mass shootings. Yeah, there's yeah, been we, a lot. We recognize after Columbine that this is just our lives. So, I yeah, guess, no, 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 yeah. It's um, an annual event. <laughs> Daily. Song number two. Uh, really? Uh, uh, uh. I, I have this. half a mind to say Rob Zombie. No. Oh, thank you for clearing that I'm up sorry, for me. Hold I'm on, sorry. Hold I don't know what my part in this podcast is. It's I'm not here for the answers. I guess, but like. Ooh, hon, if you don't know this. Is this Marilyn Manson? No. I never actually listened to Marilyn Manson. I never had a Manson. gotta stop saying no. Okay. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta. Oh, man. I feel like I have heard this somewhere. But I don't know. I would have to... Okay, it starts off like Rob Zombie because it's got like that, like... You know, like, you don't know... Like, it's got, like, that, like, hillbilly whatever shit. I actually think doing. I might be wrong. Is it Rob Zombie? It's not... Is it Rob Zombie? I no. think... I think it's Corn. It's not Rob Zombie or Corn. Oh, fuck! Okay. It's hard to imagine actually being a fan of this band, but if you were one of the millions that played Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2, the uh. song should be instantly recognizable. It's Power Man 5000. Oh! With When Worlds Collide. Okay. Okay, so if Korn and uh, Rob Zombie birthed a child. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, okay. You see, I didn't have Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. I had um, one, I think. No, no shit. I don't even remember. It was on the PlayStation 2. You could play as Darth Maul. Oh, you're a PlayStation 2 guy. PlayStation 2 would have been... Either probably three or four then. Maybe. Which, which one could you play as Darth Maul or the cop? <laughs> I think you could play as a cop. Oh, you been, could totally play as a cop. You could spank your own ass yeah, on the skateboard. There was, I don't remember the Darth Maul one, but... Uh, I only remember the PlayStation one because my brother is older than us. We'll always remember Power Man 5000, those of us who did, as the gel-spiked blonde-tipped hair... Fun fact, the lead singer is the younger brother of Rob Zombie. Oh! Oh, that really clipped there. I'm sorry. Oh, no. That was me, too. Song number three. Okay. Now it smells like Teen Spirit. Close. No cigar. God, it's like. Oh, boy. It's that nerdy, inquisitive vocals. Oh, boy. Oh, God. Let me see if they can recognize if they're screaming in it. There isn't. Ooh. Oh, 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 hold on, hold on. Uh, God damn it. Who did, uh, is this Three Doors Down? No. No. Okay, it's a bit nerdy to be Three three Doors Down. Oh, well, okay. (laughs) 
I mean, sure. I wouldn't call Three Doors Down a nerdy band, even though they like, say it, it's, it's got familiar. that like you know that like you know it's like REM, you know. I what? Ain't, like you know it's like that nerd fucking sound. Oh. I hate REM. Um. You oh, hate okay. REM. Oh yes. Uh. I mean, your yeah, opinion, we went there. Your, I, your I, opinions I, I, do not reflect the opinions of this podcast. You haven't turned thirty yet. Okay. When you turn like 30, I, I, so you I. Will... They just give you all the REM albums. So at that I point. used to. So I used to be. I before I was. You know, I used to be afraid of pirating music. So I would go to the library and get stacks of CDs and upload them to my computer and then return them and then listen to all of them. And I didn't have any friends. And this is what I did to understand a lot of music. And I listened to REM. And even at that age, I'm like, no, fuck this. Okay, well, like, when you turn 30, like I said, that is, like, the time frame to get into REM. You are giving yourself time, but we need an answer. Okay. It, it like, I know I've heard this. But this is the, the torture jams. I see the point of this podcast. <laughs> uh, you, you know, um, are you able to keep playing or no? No, that's it. That's all you got. Oh, shit. Um... If it's not three doors down, do you know for brevity of time? I'm just going to go with my initial answer: three doors down, because it's wrong. It is wrong. It was Taproot. Oh, oh. fuck me! <laughs> and poem. Rusted root again? I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Taproot was originally <laughs> discovered by Fred Durst. <laughs> <laughs> But, like... but after further consideration, the band decided to not work with him and ultimately got into contact with System of a Down, who helped them secure a contract with Atlantic Records. Oh, Sacramento. Fred Ooh. got all but heard about it and kicked System of a Down off the 1999 Family Values Tour as a result. As he did with, well, I mean, that's not necessarily the same story, but, I mean, he got butthurt about a lot of things. Oh, and we will learn more about Fred Durst as the podcast continues. Uh, (laughs) After a disappointing release on Atlantic, it was ultimately Jack Osborne who convinced his father to book Taproot to the OzFest tour. He has such good taste. Then finally in 2002, <laughs> the work paid off, and we got the whiny post-grunge epic Poem, which never actually hit the top 100, but stands as a remembrance of a time and place when moody emo post-grunge was what we were passing as metal. And if you have the time, search for the pissed-off voicemail message left by Fred Durst on Taproot lead singer Stephen Richards' answering machine, because it's a delight. He goes off about like you guys don't respect what i'm doing for you and you think you're so much better than me and they, they probably just didn't want to wear a red baseball cap i feel like that's the recruitment i mean by, up until like you know he changed it to blue i'm con i'm confusing my timelines here but if he's recruiting them in 1998 we're st- we're still like a couple years after limp biscuit being very relevant right i want to say limp biscuit was like Early 2000s. Was it really? No, because if he I was so. 98, 99 was when they were doing Family Values. I want to say Significant Other must have been 97. I, I do remember I burning mean, CDs, and I think there was a Limp Biscuit song on there. Actually, I, want, I, I do want to say Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavored Water, where this theme comes from, was probably 2000, if not 99. I mean, I guess that makes sense in the timeline of him uh, deciding to... Uh, be a fucking creep towards Britney Spears, so... Right, yep. And Christina Aguilera. 
and I like, mean, a lot he, of women. He claimed that he like full on fucked Christina Aguilera because they did like an like VMA show together. Which right. that, that is that, what these listeners need to go look at. Google Christina Aguilera Fred Durst because it is oh. it is a fun blast and a glass fucking. For anyone that's listening, what we'll do now <laughs> is uh, we're gonna follow up this episode with the full audio of that voicemail recording as well as the audio from the Christina Aguilera Limp Biscuit VMA show in which they perform Nookie. Yeah. So that'll be fun together. for everybody, I think. You hear the, oh! I mean, I can't. I thought it was sponsored a, by a Audible. Show, a show that uh, is, has been described as the worst live music on television experience. That oh, it ever. has? Yeah. Oh, okay. Song number four. So a little groove to it. Oh, ooh, a little, a little vocal in there. Is that British? Okay. A little techie. I'm not sure the British ever gotten into new metal. I can't name a British new metal band. I think this is very specifically Bakersfield and Southern U.S. Bakersfield. Oh. I don't think I've ever heard of this. Yeah, I don't think I have either. This is a deep one. But it sounds like something I've heard. It's kind of corny, like like corn, corny. <laughs> uh, it's a little corny. It's got like that, like it's like that kind of Marilyn Manson. It's like not auto tune, but it's like ah, like it's like you know what I'm talking it, about, it like does a tin can. Kind of, yeah, no, and it does sound like the lead singer corn. I go corn. Yeah, I'm going with corn. It's not corn, but you're again like. Fuck me. <laughs> like the first song from tonight. Oh, so the or like, like sorry, from the second song tonight. No, like Power Man Five Thousand. Uh, we are looking at the half brother of Jonathan Davis of Corn. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's Adema. Runs in the family. I would have never done Adema and the way name. you like it. I don't know if this was a real hit or just a torture jam for me. Because I listened to this song when I was like 13. I could imagine. <laughs> yeah, it really shows. Yeah, I mean, the misogyny was just like. Oh, yeah, definitely shows. It's like <laughs> Spinal Tap of like, man, I love this. Women suck. <laughs> it's I like a, to be a 13 year old boy. Adima <sighs> uh, enjoyed a good amount of radio play following their debut album, Adima, which was certified gold. So it's. <laughs> In researching this show, I feel it's appointed to let you know that they are still a band, still releasing albums, still touring, which ultimately means that there are real Edema fans left in the world. I never heard that song. I'm kind of surprised. It sold, it sold well, and it sold well enough that there is an edited version out there that is even more fun because the best part of an early 2000s new metal hit is when they have to, like, add the shh. Over the F words. Also, I mean, we got close. We did. With corn. I'm just saying, like, the relative of him. What, what was the yeah. relation? Half brother. 
half brother. Mm, that wasn't blood, so I don't think we get points. That is well, that I would be blood. It's not stabbed. It's half blood. It's not blood. It's that's, half, that's blood. half blood. I Everyone's have... like, I don't know, I'm just kidding. But like, anyway, <laughs> I have no half siblings. I can't say anything about it. But you know, they're not I do really have your a sibling. Half sibling. But like, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I'm fucking with you. I mean. Um, any, uh, let's uh, move on to the next song, <laughs> Last song of tonight. Really? Yeah. Last song. Wish I was too dead to cry Self-reflection Oh, hold on, hold on. Don't, don't tell me no. I have no leads. Is it, it's not, you know, uh, I, I'm just gonna, you know, really just piss in the dark right here. On everyone's shoes, and I'm gonna say it's audio slave. Oh, that's a fair guess. It's it the sounds, same time frame. Oh, come on. It sounds kind of similar. You have a follow up guess? If it's not audio slave. Can you at least get the like, song title? No. No? <laughs> no, no I mean, okay. honestly, like, actually, those like chorus words, it doesn't seem like it is a I mean, the, from it's, the chorus. It's, Oh, yeah, 100% is. Oh, it is? Yeah. Because, like, I mean, the chorus had, like, I mean, the same thing repeated, but, like, repeated with, like, the, like, difference of a word. Yeah. It's a single word title. It's Bother by Stone Sour. Oh, yeah, you know, I never listened to them, but there was someone in high school that did, and it was exactly who you would expect. Stone Um, Sour was the, hard to call it a side project, but the side project band for Corey Taylor, lead singer of Slipknot. It was his original band that reformed after Slipknot became popular and then put out Bother and did very well with it. In an almost reverse Wu-Tang scenario, some of the members of the bands of Slipknot became second time popular after the supergroup took off. They weren't the only ones. I, I can't remember some of the other ones now, but every single member of Slipknot was part of another band. Well, like, we weren't supposed to know who was in Slipknot, right? It was an open secret. Are you saying that an Slipknot is a supergroup? Slipknot is 100% a supergroup. You know, I really... Okay, I had the chance... Like, Slipknot played the Iowa State Fair. <laughs> and that makes sense. They, they, I think they play it a, a lot because of their first album being called... Well, they're State from Iowa, right? and, yeah. you know, like, I'm not an expert on Iowa, but I know that, like, it's one of the corners of Iowa is full of biker trash, and it makes sense. Anyway, I really wanted to go because they were playing at the State Fair, and I wanted to convince my ex-girlfriend at the time, because she went to school in Iowa, and she was really into Iowa things. She loved State Fairs. She went to the Missouri State Fair, so I'm like, hey, let's go to the Iowa State Fair, because I want to see Slipknot. <laughs> And, you know, you see, like, if Slipknot was playing here in the city at, like, the Midland, I wouldn't go. If Slipknot was playing the Iowa State Fair, oh, fucking yes, I would go. (laughs) 
It's it's all about well, I mean, who's what, there. What what is like a state fair without a washed up band? Well, Stone Sour is on hiatus, but Slipknot isn't, so you still have the chance. Thank God. If you're so inclined. Stone Sour and Bother, fun fact, included on the original Spider-Man soundtrack, which we probably will With have... three doors down! Hey! Oh, okay, there's a connection here. I just... As well as, <laughs> if you remember that song, uh, Hero, with Chad Kroger and Josie Scott... Oh, yeah. Well, I'm a hero. I don't well, wanna give I've given away too much word. so far because I'm pretty sure I'm gonna have an episode dedicated entirely to the, the, the Sam Raimi <laughs> Spider Man soundtrack. It was just incredible, right? Yeah, yeah incredible. I, it was something. It definitely was its time. Yeah, no, fits perfect. So you have gotten one. One. <laughs> You're sitting at one, but the bonus question. Bonus question. Bonus question means that I'm going to give you two and a half points for every correct answer you get here. Okay. Uh, it's going to be... What we're doing is I have a list of seven bands. And you have to tell me the two that Fred Durst has not had a public feud with. You'll get Ooh. two and a half points for Ooh. every correct answer. Okay. But you get two chances. Okay. Okay. I'll repeat the list twice. Okay. Uh, the bands are Slipknot, Placebo, Kid Rock, Eminem, Pearl Jam, Insane Clown Posse, and Creed. So once again, the two bands that Fred Durst has not had a oh, public has not, has not I mean, had placebo. a public Slipknot, Placebo, Kid Rock, Eminem, Pearl Jam, Insane Clown Posse, and Creed. Who are the two that Fred Durst has huh. not had a public feud with? I also had my, my hat in the ring for placebo. Yeah, I'm thinking uh, placebo. I, I, I'm putting that. in placebo, and I'm also going to go with... Um, you see, you would think that someone like Eminem is an outlier, well, an outlier, but I can totally see that, you know, he's out, he's out for the clout. He's out for the clout. He's going after him, and he wants that attention. And he, like, who else has more attention than Eminem? Uh, I don't... I'm I'm guessing placebo and then also uh um fuck it comes back to Eddie Vedder fuck what the go- I can't I'm I'm going with placebo and Creed oh really is that your fu- your Pearl Jam you're going there with? we go Jesus Christ you know I think Pearl Jam is something that like you know he he wants that edge and Eddie Vedder is also kind of a little bit of a loose cannon like Creed is something that like you know. Anyone can have beef with Creed. But, it's it's too obvious. But like at the same time, I mean, the lead singer of Creed had his incredible melt- meltdown. Like he had a huge meltdown publicly. Are you saying that he was six feet from the edge? Possibly. <laughs> Hold me now. I'm six feet from the edge. That's any. That's any. Maybe six feet. And so far down. Man, that is actually a pretty deep Creed cut, isn't it? Deep cut? Are you shitting me? Which song is that? That's on the fucking... There's a music video. They're chained to rocks. And like... Have you ever listened to Creed? (laughs) Have I ever listened to Creed? Have I ever listened to Creed? Okay. I mean, we're Googling now. This is getting a little bit out of hand. Interesting. Okay. So your answers are Placebo and Creed? Yes. You're wrong. Both. Both are wrong. Oh, fuck. What? Wow. What? 
placebo, uh, the beef was that at, uh, and I believe it was Big Day Out, Limp Bizkit got on stage and began, began bad-mouthing placebo, who had just performed before them and said, like, said, I said, said, too. said I some like pretty placebo. insensitive things about their sexuality. Oh! Oh. And then following up the, the next year, when... Placebo was again supposed to play before Limp Biscuit. Brian Maloko of Placebo uh, refused to be on the same stage as them. I mean, makes sense. So, what was the correct answer? The correct answers were Kid Rock and Pearl Jam. Okay, I oh, got Pearl Jam. Man. I got Pearl Jam. So the the issue with Creed, and man, when I was looking this up, I, it's going to be tough to remember. But I, what happened? Something about Fred Durst insulting creed and then scott stapp just being i don't know really drunk and like yelling back at him it's not a huge public beef but it was enough that it's mentioned on the wikipedia page it's not a wikipedia page i had to go searching for it and i came on a geo site (laughs) that uh is somehow saved in the internet archives it, it was a very long page, and I and uh, I might l- link it in the description of this episode because it was fun to, to read this person going into deep dives. The, it was a like ten to twelve paragraph essay in about, defense, about in uh, defense of least, Scott Stapp. Yeah. Okay. So, like, when you make album art like Human Clay, like you've already clowned yourself enough that you're kind of immune from anyone, and that's what my thought process. Was. I mean, between that and what. <laughs> Have what? you seen? No, I'm gonna pull this up right now. Have we all seen the album Art of Human Clay? What? The weather was so much better because this they had their faces. Format. They had Come their faces now. built into the tree. <laughs> human it, uh, Human Clay is like, oh yeah, oh yeah. Let's look at this bad boy. Uh, <laughs> Come on. <laughs> oh yeah. Come okay. on. You you've clowned yourself. Well, he's at a crossroads. What are you gonna do? He's holding a, a watch. The technology, <laughs> you can't even say this was oh because of the technology at the time they made they had the technology to mo- not make an album art that looks like this. Well, I want to thank Jers for coming on the show today. Thank you for listening at home and playing along. If you like the podcast, subscribe and tell your friends. If you don't, move on. No reason to raise waves. That things aren't important. You can reach out to me at torturejams at gmail.com with your suggestions for songs that should be included in future episodes, or even just songs that you like to play for your friends that they don't want to hear. What else you got? You got anything? What have you been reading lately? Oh, um, re- books. We're really going, we're going, we're going from new metal to books? I didn't well, realize like, I read. Hey, plug something that you're interested in right now. What are you watching? We don't have to go to, to books. What a, what we're, kind of gum you been showing? Like, just, and in general. What kind of soda is, like, the soda to drink right now? Okay, so first of all, like, we all know the answer is Mr. Pibb, but, like, you know. Is it? it yeah, yeah. I'm not a great You know, when I say Mr. Pibb, I, I abide. You know, like, not everyone carries it. Do you have any media that you would are currently watching that you're super into and want to tell people about? Well, I mean, it's, it's like the coronavirus. There's, like, nothing happening anymore. But, okay, so I'll say, like, you know, we... we we, we've been watching Mad Men, and I feel like that's like I don't want to plug Mad Men because like you should already watch Mad Men. It's the default. You don't have to watch Mad Men. We'll be back every week for more of the worst, most obnoxious music vi- trivia game in the world. Bye, guys. Have fun.
Steve Fritters. Hey, man, you fucked up. You don't ever bite the hand that feeds in this business, bro. And your fucking manager so bad as a fucking idiot, loser motherfucker going nowhere. You have just chosen that path. Took you under my wing, brought you to my house. Fucking talk about your ass on radio on press. And you embarrassed like me and Interscope family. Your association with no biscuit doesn't exist. Your manager slings that name around. He's going to be blackballed and probably be erased. And you will too. He's a fucking idiot. You're going to fucking learn from this time right here. I hope you let your band know that you just fucked yourself. You need to be associated with somebody in this business. You need something to get you out there and put you out there and believe in. Now you got enemies. And you're fucking yourself already. Tell your friend that. Don't fucking show up at my show, because if you do, you're going to get fucked. All right? You and your fucking punk ass, man. You, you call your fucking manager, David Menezes, whatever. Ask him what he's done and doing. You're, you're a fucking dumb motherfucker. You're learning right now exactly how to ruin your career before it gets started. All the luck, brother. Can anybody see? 